This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. Matt, it feels so good to be back after a, Happy a New long Year. break. Happy New Year, 2018. 2018, New Year, New Matt. That's right. Yeah, I, I hope. feel like we've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all sorts all sorts of goals. Yeah, new Brady D, let's hope. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're super excited to, to be back, and we've got a fantastic episode. We do. It's it's not quite the 100th episode extravaganza that we were talking about. But look in for 101. Oh, yeah. Well, what? I mean, here's the thing, right? I was deathly ill over the holidays. You were. Um, the balloons, helium only lasts so long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, it, it's I, actually I'm depressing a, in here now with these balloons I, all kind of half empty on yeah exactly i'm actually uh i am the bottleneck though why we didn't get the uh 100th episode ex- extravaganza uh but feeling better don't beat yourself up it's a new year let's just you know matt but forward. We, we got some good news galena real estate both of us actually ended up in the top 300 realtors of what 14 over 14 over 14,000 yeah so, so it, was a, it was a pretty good year very good year. very solid year so we'll uh, pump our own tires here but today Matt we've got Clayton Jarvis he's the associate editor of the Canadian Real Estate Wealth magazine yeah which is a which is a fantastic resource uh, yeah. a fantastic resource that we well, use yeah. and it's available actually you can you can get it in print or you can actually check them out at canadianrealestatemagazine.ca they have a forum they have lots of resources you can subscribe and uh, all all around uh, i mean 
but the juice, fans. the juice comes with the subscription. Let's just put it. That yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds that way. Um, so we're excited to have uh, Clayton on. He's going to be talking about Canadian real estate market in general. And also he gives us some really great investment opportunities right across the country. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, a, the benefit of having a guy like Clayton on. He, he focuses on the Canadian real estate market. He's got people that he's talking to in every region and very investor focused, right? So For sure. he's, a, he's an excellent guy to be speaking with. Absolutely, Matt. But anyways, before that, you know, lots of speculation in the media about the real estate market this year. It sounds like we're going to have a, another year of lots of lots stories of talk, and talk about yeah. real estate in Canada and in Vancouver, of course. And, uh, you know, one of the things that seems to have come up is this idea of like uh, the predictions of 2018, right? Well, it and always happens, right? And last year, very early on, we had Tom Davidoff on. It was a, a memorable episode where right. we talked about, you know, the dire year that 2017 was going to be. And uh, so predictions are not always accurate. No. Exactly. Um, and, and this year, they seem much more muted than 2017s in general. Definitely. And a lot of people that were naysayers in 2017 are coming out and saying, you know what, I think it's going to be a different year. I think there's going to be still a lot of activity and a lot of people calling for a balanced market. Yeah. And, you know, it's worth pointing out, right? We've changed into 2018. It's a different year and there are different rules and regulations that we're going to talk about here. So it is a significant shift, but at the same time, demand just doesn't dry up. And, no. you know, a month, month and a half ago, you know, <laughs> we had 32 offers on a place downtown. That demand doesn't just go away. So it's not like 2018 uh, is a new year, but it doesn't mean that the entire world has shifted. But here. there's new landscape to navigate, right? That's We've right. got the, the stress tests, which were just literally two days ago were enacted. Which is going to be, a, I think it's going to be a factor. Right. It will be. I mean, now you're looking at people qualifying at 5%, basically, which, you know, takes a lot of people, one, it could take them right out of, of buying, yeah. or two, a lot of first-time home in, buyers. Yeah, or two, it could put them into a much different price bracket, and it could impact people refinancing their homes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing is we've got the potential, obviously, stress tests is, is an indicator of potentially rates going up. So we've got a potential of, a, of an interest rate increase. We've got the NDP coming out with housing announcements in the spring. So lots of changes potentially there. And, you know, likely maybe even something that's going to impact pre-sales. We don't know, but we're yeah. just speculating. Potentially on the, some sort of regulation on the demand side, I would say. No, for sure. And the supply versus demand debate that's been ongoing that we've been kind of charting over the past year and a half, yeah. uh, it, it's still raging, right? Still very much raging. I mean, I, I would say that the supply side seems to have been have been really winning out here. Right. I mean, it's worth noting that the city came out with that plan about a month ago where there's going to be 72,000 new units in Vancouver. Sure. I mean, the supply side is really gaining steam, but there's no doubt there's people still calling for, for regulations on the demand side. And so, you know, where we land there is anyone's guess at this point. But, and again, you know, we're only, you know, a year and a half into the foreign buyers tax, uh, even earlier for Toronto. So, you know, and everybody's still kind of watching that with bated breath as well. Yeah, because, I mean, they're really, we've gone from a world in which there was literally zero data on who was purchasing real estate to a federal government who's really trying to track that. So, for so sure. big changes for sure. Yeah, but Matt, I think at the end of the day, like we talked to Clayton Jarvis today, there's still opportunities in any market. So even if this year is balanced, 
there's still potential, right? And I mean, we've well, talked about this deals and how to find a deal in any market in well, a previous episode. Well, yeah. And, and hey, if it's balanced, I think there's better opportunities. You're not sure. competing. Like this is, this is, this is an investor's dream, right? Suddenly you're not competing with three, four other people on every property. Yep. So today we kind of talk about, you know, the Canadian market in general. So whether you're looking at opportunities, maybe it's uh, an Airbnb in Montreal or speculating on transportation like the LRT in Surrey, multifamily in Winnipeg, any any kind of redevelopment potential right across the country. There's always options. And, um, you know, if you need investment advice in a particular market, and we talk about this all the time, we've talked about this on the podcast, but you need to go into a market and you got to deal with a real estate agent that actually works with investors and knows how people are actually making money in a market, right? Well, and this is, Clayton makes this point because one of our questions to him is, you know, he's in Toronto. How does he really get a sense of what's going on across the country? And uh, and it's about putting teams together, people on the ground that know what they're doing. So, sure. I mean, it, when you say there's there's opportunities in every market, presumably there's still some in Vancouver, at well, least I presumably. hope. Yeah, well, no, but you know, we talked about this last week because when I, I was actually, when I finally uh, was able to uh, stand up again. From, yes, exactly. <laughs> from the sickness, uh, we, we were we were both talking about properties that we had seen recently, and I mean, gen- the general consensus of the past year has been that the detached housing market in Vancouver has been flat. To a lot of people, they say, "Well." I'll wait for prices to come down. There's no opportunities. I'm not going to consider that market. But, you know, it's it's with the go against the grain kind of mentality. I mean, there's also a lot of opportunities right now for buyers in detached, right? I mean, you can go out there. If people are motivated to sell, there's opportunities for buyers. Absolutely. Well, right? and, and two reasons why detached looks so good right now. One is, again, the fact that the calls for density here, 72,000 units over the next... 10 years in Vancouver proper. I mean, single family homes are going the way of the dodo bird, as they say. And uh, that makes them extremely attractive. And second, time of year. We've talked about this more than once. December, January is a time where a lot of buyers are in hibernation. Sure. And especially with these stress tests. I mean, there's people sitting on their hands right now. I know that for a fact because I'm working with them. Right, uh, right. And I'm saying, you know what? This may be the best time of the year to buy. So, I mean, the, we, the biggest challenge right now is inventory. I mean, and we were looking over the Christmas break because we always keep an eye on the market in December and on inventory. And really, there, there wasn't a ton of great stuff to actually look at. But of the properties we saw, let's use one example of a potential opportunity in East Vancouver. So we're not going to give the property address. If you want the property address, feel free to get in touch. But here's the thing. This is a house. It's a standard lot. Okay. So it's a few blocks from commercial drive. Okay. 33 by 122. 33 by 122. So it is very rentable. It's got two suites. So it's got an upstairs and a downstairs suite. We're talking about really excellent square footage. I think the house is around 2,600 square feet or so. It's a huge house. We were through this yesterday. I mean, flat lot, lane access, mountain views. RT duplex zoning. Um, it's a family. It was a family home for many years. It's been really well built. It's got modern electric plumbing. It's got a newer roof. It's got modern heating. It's got like pretty much a brand new furnace in it and a brand new hot water tank. Yeah, all the things that are really the and there's big views expenses. and yeah. there's views. It's crazy. So anyway, so this is a property that we kind of put the purchase price in our mind around say one five five to one six. So you need to have a budget 
here to actually work with it. So, yeah. and, and we recognize that this is not an opportunity for everybody, but there's people out there in Vancouver that this could be very much a, a, a fantastic opportunity. Well, not only that, this also could be something you go in instead of, hey, me and my buddy and my other buddy are all buying uh, one, one bedrooms bedroom. or studios. It's like, hey, partner up. It could be a joint venture even, for sure. Yeah. Because there's, there's money to be made. So like we've said in other episodes, you want to always have more than one option, more than one exit strategy potentially, right? Yeah. If well, you're three, buying, right? A, you want an A plan, a B plan, and a C plan. Yeah, and I mean sometimes it's tough to get that C plan to edge that out, but it's it's if you have an A and a B, you're doing a lot better than if you have you know just one plan that well, potentially could, sky, yeah. yeah, that could potentially work out or not. So let's talk about just the A plan on this house that we're talking about, and the A plan, in my opinion, we've talked about this is is the redevelopment potential. Well, and and the thing with this house is it's almost too nice to knock down. That's yeah. I mean, it's that a, is one of the, the the sad parts about it. But it's a post nineteen forty house, so you're going to get 0.75 floor space ratio. So you're going to be able to build about three thousand square feet on this lot, and it's and a duplex. It's a duplex so two fifteen hundred square foot duplex, call it. So just running some rough numbers. So say you purchase it on the higher side of what we think kind of the the market is one six. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one six. So you get you get it for one six. We'll give a budget of about a hundred thousand dollars for incidentals. So this could be you know property transfer tax. Spending a little bit more on uh, carrying costs or whatever, but just a hundred k kind of built in. Yeah, there. just to be conservative here, move it to one seven. So you the purchase price at one six. Let's call it one seven. Okay, so one seven. So you build three thousand square feet. Three thousand square feet at call it two hundred a foot. Yeah, I think that's doable for sure. Okay, so let's call it six hundred thousand dollars to build on the lot. Now you're into it for two point three. Yeah, one one point seven plus another six hundred k. Okay, two point three. Okay, so you now have two duplexes that are fifteen hundred square feet in the immediate area. There have been a lot of sales that were closer to a like thousand literally on the same block. On the same block, there's been sales over for duplexes over eleven hundred a foot. Yeah. Okay. For newer duplexes. So let's just run the numbers conservatively at nine fifty a foot. All right. So nine fifty a foot. If you were to sell both sides, that's two point eight five million. Okay. And we're into it for what? Two, three. Two, three. So, you know, there's about a half a million dollars there in redevelopment potential. If you wanted to take on, you know, a commercial or builder's loan, if you wanted to go in with a partner, do a, a joint venture, that's an opportunity right there, right? Well, and that's also, it's worth pointing out again, at 950 a foot, I mean, that that's a conservative number. That's I, a I very think... conservative number in this market, absolutely, yeah. 100%. So let's go into option B. So if option A wasn't so, the right fit. Although or, option or, A sounds pretty good. Yeah, but if, if so, so say for example, option A, doesn't pan out, you don't have the money, you don't have the friends, you're you don't have the, the the money to redevelop the lot, or you just don't have the time or energy to redevelop the lot, there's a flip rental option. Yeah. Okay. So the house is it's it's got modern electric, modern plumbing. It's you could do a very superficial facelift on this house. Absolutely 100%. All, all the expensive things here are really well-maintained. Right. So and I, newer. And we kind of budgeted about one hundred dollars to $200,000 to make this place really, really stand out from kind of just doing more of an aesthetic, entirely aesthetic renovation. Yeah. Okay. So now you're into it, one six, one one seven five one eight, and one eight on the high side probably. Yeah. One eight on the high side. And based on the comps, I think you're going to get like I'd list it probably at one nine nine, but I think you're going to get about two million bucks out of this house the, these, renovated. This type of house um, with the type of rental we're talking about are uh, you see them all over at one nine nine. Sure, so it's a so, two million dollar list. So 
200 to 250K right there minus realtor fees. But I mean, that's still a pretty good option B for your time for a flip. Well, and let's think about this. If you were to go out and do this tomorrow, you're buying it to start of January. You're getting that reno done. It's going to take a couple months. It wouldn't take a lot of time for the no, reno. And, and you're potentially going to be back on the market. Your timing come, spring. Come the spring market, come exactly. the busiest time. So the last option, the option C is the hold option. Okay, so this is the least exciting of the options, but you have a you have latent value in the land for redevelopment. You have the potential to renovate down the road. But say, you know, something happened financially, there was a shift. You've got the hold option. So you rent out the upstairs, you rent out the downstairs. I would probably put 50K or so in just to maximize the rents on both levels, get it totally like looking great yeah, and making sure that you get the maximum rent. And so depending on the rate and mortgage that you get, you're likely looking at about $5,000 to $6,000 a month with 20% down carrying costs. And, you know, generally speaking, the the rental numbers that we ran past our property manager, he was saying in the area of about five grand for both floors. Yeah. I mean, it's worth pointing out again, this is a really large house. So Mm -hmm. so you get, you got two floors, three bedrooms, each floor at grade. Uh, so not there's no basement here, no basement suite. Right. Um, so both are more attractive than a basement suite. So I think five grand is is again fairly conservative. So in Vancouver, where you're trying, you know, cash flow neutral is is exceptional. You, you may not be exactly right there, but you're pretty close. As a hold, it's not bad. And remember, this is option C in a three prong approach. Exactly. If that's a worst case scenario, that that to me is is not a bad one. Absolutely. So Matt. With maybe without further ado, we've been rambling here, but uh, without further ado, we've been going on here a bit too long. Yeah, Why I mean, but that's, our... a, that's a useful, I think that's a useful breakdown of the type of deals out there right now. Yeah, and if you're interested in that property or other properties like that in East Vancouver, get in touch. And uh, we've got, I mean, we're always looking for deals. Well, not only that, we have the deal of the month. Yeah, uh, sign up for the deal of the month Vancouver on our website. We got the mobile app, we got PCS, we got the deal of the month. And there are deals that are under 1.6 million. Yeah. So if that's maybe not your budget, still get in touch, still sign up for the deal of the month. And uh, Matt, maybe without further ado, let's get to our interview with Clayton Jarvis. Enjoy, who, guys. Who also has some deals. Oh, Winnipeg, give me a break. Okay, so we're here with Clayton Jarvis, Associate Editor from Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine. How are you doing, Clayton? Hey, Clayton. I'm doing all right. How's everybody doing? Happy New Year's to yeah. you and your listeners. Happy New Year to you as well. How's uh, how's the weather in Toronto? You guys freezing or it's it's okay? It's crisp, uh, but uh, <laughs> but it's like it's a, it's a Toronto cold, so I right. don't think it, it really compares to a lot of what the rest of the country is going through right now. Great. Right. Right. Um, so, Clayton, can you maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, Canadian Real Estate Wealth magazine? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been working at the magazine since, I guess, April 2016. It's about a year and a half. Uh, originally, I was a teacher. I uh, lived overseas for a long time and then moved back to Toronto um, looking for some writing work. And they were hiring. And so it was time to become, uh, I guess, a real estate expert. <laughs> so, um, so real estate found you. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I didn't know at the time taking the job that by writing about real estate, you don't earn enough to actually buy any. Um, <laughs> but but you still learn a lot. So yeah, so I've been here. Uh, the magazine, I think, has been publishing for maybe eight or nine years. Uh, later this year, I think we'll probably hit issue number 60. So I think that'll be our next kind of milestone. Wow. And you've kind of ridden a, a crazy wave there if you've been there about a year and a half through through Toronto's market. It's been it's been pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I was here kind of just after it had taken off. So Toronto was going crazy. Of course, Vancouver was maybe a couple steps ahead. Um, then, you know, the golden golden horseshoe out here, like out to uh, up to Hamilton that took off. And so, yeah, it was just it was just nuts for, for probably the last year here. Mm-hmm. So, Clayton, you were saying off uh, before we went live here uh, that you're originally from Saskatchewan. Wait, mm-hmm. Since you've been focused on real estate, are you focused primarily on the GTA or or Canada more broadly? Um, so, yeah, uh, Crew, Canadian Real Estate Wealth, it's a nationwide magazine. Um, so our biggest markets are obviously Ontario or B.C., so we do a lot of uh, do a lot of coverage of those two provinces and the various markets in in them. And it does seem that when we kind of write some of our features where we're talking to investors um, and getting their insights, we, we do a lot of BC and Ontario based based uh, investors just because that's that's kind of where a lot of the interest is. But we also do a lot of coverage of, of Manitoba, a lot of our uh, our investor forum award winners they end up coming from winnipeg you know we write a lot about uh, the east coast because it is so affordable and there's so many opportunities out there so we try to cover everything but you know as it is a business and, and most of our most of our subscribers are in ontario and bc that's that's kind of what we, we tend to focus on you know by default right so it's it's the new year what do you think 2018 holds for canadian real estate uh, generally well, I think there's still going to be a ton of transactions. You know, we have such an influx of people coming in, especially to our major markets, you know, like Toronto or, or BC. And those people are going to want to buy, especially if they're kind of affluent and educated um, new arrivals. I mean, they want to own stuff. So that demand is going to be there. Um, I think as far as investing in real estate goes, it's going to be a really great year for for people who own rental properties. Because the demand for rental properties is still going to keep going up. There's going to be a ton of people kept on the sidelines because of the new mortgage stress tests. They're going to be renting a little longer. And I think, yeah, if you have some rental properties now, especially in high demand areas, I think you're going to do fine next year. Um, I don't think we're going to have any sort of giant uh, appreciation stories um, like we've had the last few years. Except maybe out your way on on, uh, Vancouver Island. I know uh, supply there is pretty tight, and the demand for those properties is is staying pretty strong. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be a real roller coaster like it was last year. I think people have kind of learned their lessons. People have been burned. Um, I think people have at least learned on some level that you know buying out of a sense of you know now or neverism or speculating, you know, it just it's not sustainable. It, it's not, a, it's not something to build a market on. It's not something to build a portfolio on either. Right. Right. So, so Clayton, outside of Vancouver Island, do you see any other cities that might be top performers this year? Um, well, let's see. Uh, I know that I've, I've written a lot about Kamloops, you know, if we're talking about BC, I think Kamloops has a really nice market, very affordable, um, and very stable. Um, and then moving out to the West, 
Uh, Calgary could have another year of recovery. Uh, I don't think it's really going to be anything special. Um, but, you know, it's starting from kind of a low base, so it could keep going up. Saskatchewan, I think, is pretty sleepy. It's just oversupply um, in the big cities and not a lot going on with oil prices or uh, or other commodities that I think is going to move the needle much there. Uh, I'm still really, really bullish on Winnipeg and especially the rural areas right around the city. Really affordable huge population spikes and uh and manitoba as a whole is usually really really good with um attracting and helping establish uh immigrants which has really helped their uh their population uh getting into ontario uh peterborough is a great market you know you're going to get a house for a fraction of what it'll cost in toronto but your rent is only going to be maybe 100 or 200 dollars lower per month it's a great market that i think people are still kind of sleeping on um there's a corridor going down from hamilton to niagara falls which has kind of popped the last few years but they're getting a go train which is you know ontario's regional rail service that's getting uh we're kind of paving the way for that so that corridor is going to be nuts for the next couple years and then heading you know beyond ontario montreal had a really really great 2017 and uh and its economy really shows no sign of slowing down uh it's becoming a huge tech center um if anywhere in canada was going to get the next uh, amazon headquarters that would be my pick um i think montreal is a great market and again really undervalued compared to you know say a toronto or, or vancouver and then heading out to the east you know employment kind of becomes a problem and demographics become a problem but if you're looking for something affordable and uh, and are willing to update your your properties so that they can compete with a lot of the new builds going on out there. There's a lot of money to be made in Nova Scotia, and definitely. Sorry, that's kind of rambling a little longer than, than I was expecting. No, no, that, that's that's across right. You went right across you the went, country. Yeah, yeah, that's very <laughs> impressive, Clayton. Actually, it leads to kind of a, a question about methodology, really, because you know Adam and I are, are realtors in Vancouver. We we specialize basically on Vancouver proper, so a pretty small area compared to the type of perspective you have just wondering how do you keep up to date on the entire country essentially well a lot of it comes from local local insight i mean with you guys being realtors you'll know that the people that have the best insight the most up-to-date information are generally realtors and especially those that that deal with uh with investors uh they're, they're a great resource and they're people i turn to first um, and also investors themselves. I mean, they're the ones who are going to the rain meetings. They're the ones who are talking to each other. They're the ones who can kind of see where the interest is, is changing. They're the ones who often know what uh, what uh, like infrastructure projects are, are coming up. So usually it's the people with the on-the-ground insight. That's where we go to. Um, our, our stats department here, it's, it's kind of a skeleton crew. So, so we can't necessarily just go straight from the numbers we have to go from from the people who are you know in the trenches and have that kind of up the minutes insight mm-hmm. sure interesting do you clayton do you have a favorite real estate story from 2017 that you'd like to share yeah absolutely for me it was seeing the the downturn in the toronto market because it really did send a panic across not just the the province but i think through a lot of the country where you know everybody's been talking about these bubbles for years and and it really kind of i think gave people perspective as to why these bubbles are forming and it's forming out of you know panic buying and it's forming out of speculation and then they can see you you know it takes something kind of cataclysmic like that to wake people up to reality it's like well this is not how you're supposed to invest you know you're it's not 
you know, real estate isn't Bitcoin and it's not, you know, marijuana stocks. You know, you shouldn't be buying blindly just hoping that other people's behaviors and other people's decisions are going to make you money. You should be really just focusing on your numbers and and making the most boring, sound decision possible. And I think, you know, when the, the rug was pulled out from the market last year, you know, it, it was kind of a relief to me because, you know, as somebody who wants to buy and who has friends who want to buy and people want to get involved in in real estate, it's it's kind of good to show them that, you know, the fundamentals are always going to be there. And you can't, well, like I just said, I guess, you, you can't really build something on emotion because that's not, that's not economics. That's just, that's gambling. So Clayton, if we give you a million dollars right now, where would you buy? It sounds like you're, you're pretty bullish on Winnipeg. Win- Winnipeg is great. I mean, if I had a million bucks and, and I could find a, a multifamily property, you know, and in, there are certain parts of the, the country where you could probably still get like maybe a six or an eightplex for a million bucks. You know, if you go far enough east or are willing to to do some reno work. Um, yeah, Winnipeg is a great rental market. Like I said, the, uh, the population is booming there, as it is in a lot of places in, in Manitoba. But yeah, I, I would probably find something in a smaller market, a more affordable market, and, and go multifamily. The, the economies of scale that are, are built into that are just, they're just too hard to deny. I mean, you could you could try to buy a a bungalow in Toronto for a million dollars and then see what that gets you in a year. But, you know, if you have, you know, a six or an eight plex and you have it fully tenanted and you're taking care of it, the returns are just kind of hard to compare. Right. Right. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of opportunity in commercial in, in Winnipeg for sure. And the prices are actually really surprising. I mean, the prices are always surprising coming from Vancouver, but uh, <laughs> we're surprising. <laughs> um, so Clayton, we're always, whenever we talk to people from Toronto or the East Coast, we're always interested in their perspective on the Vancouver market specifically. Do you have any thoughts on on what 2018 holds for Vancouver or just generally what's your perception of our market here? Well, it always seems like highly, well, I think a lot of people would call it overvalued, but you know, you guys know you, you sell it. It's not overvalued if people are going to pay it. <laughs> right. So, and fairly consistently pay it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it just, it just sets that norm. Um, I think uh, for me, like writing about an area, say like Surrey was always exciting, especially, you know, a lot of the, the new development going in Surrey uh, with the schools. And I believe a lot of businesses are kind of moving their headquarters out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so you know, that looks like a place that has a lot of upside, even though it's an expensive, expensive buy-in. And it seems like uh, the island is still, you know, maybe not in Victoria or closer to Victoria, but you start heading further up north. It's there's still a lot of great affordability there. Maybe not what it was a year ago, but yeah, it seems like there's still a lot of opportunities there. And you know, the thing is, it's it's no different than Toronto. If people want to live there, they're going to find a way to to do it. And if that's you know buying a a million dollar one bedroom condo, well, you know there there are people out there who can afford to do that and keep things going. Right. But it, it all comes down it all comes down to demand and what people you know are willing to to do. And if if you still have like a steady stream of people, you know, and it looks like the population in Vancouver or not necessarily Vancouver but in BC is going to keep growing, maybe not at quite as an explosive rate um, as things kind of recover in BC or in Alberta. Um, you know, you're going to end up. I mean, those prices aren't coming down. Unless there's some sort of cataclysmic, horrible financial meltdown, and I, I don't think that's necessarily in the cards. So, so yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, especially you know where I'm from in Saskatchewan, they see those stories about 
million dollar condos and they freak out and they just wonder how could that possibly happen but it happens because people want those properties and right then nothing changed. and it wasn't minus 40 here a week ago <laughs> yeah and see, that's that's another thing you guys have going for you you have that weather and it's it's such a draw for, for retirees and snowbirds and it's just you really have a, a great climate for for having a real estate market because it's it has so many attractive things going for it so Clayton, we really appreciate your insights today. Yeah. Um, really fascinating stuff. How can people find out more about uh, Canadian real estate wealth and uh, what you do specifically? Okay, sure. Um, well, if people want to know more about the magazine, um, they can go to CanadianRealEstateMagazine.ca. Um, a lot of the a lot of the material on the website will differ quite significantly from what we have in the magazine. Um, so to take a look at the magazine, I recommend. Going to a Chapters and Indigo, maybe a Walmart or a Shoppers, and, and looking for a copy there, or you know, using the website to get yourself a valuable, valuable subscription, of course. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I mean, most of the stuff that I write goes into there or into one of our other titles, Real Estate Professional. So if you're really dying to learn more about that, just keep reading the same stuff that I've been putting out. Excellent, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time, Clayton. That was that was great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks to you guys. Uh, so yeah, have a have a great year. And if you need anything else, let me know. Absolutely. Okay. You take well. care. Right. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye bye. So there you have it, folks, our discussion with Clayton Jarvis, associate editor at Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine. Really fascinating conversation with Clayton. I can't believe he's only been writing for them for a year and a half. The guy seems to, he seems to, he's a bright guy, guy, but he's definitely got some angles in the Canadian real estate market. Very good conversation with him. What was your biggest takeaway? Well, my biggest takeaway was uh, first, renew my subscription to that magazine. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, But second is there's opportunities in any market. I mean, Absolutely. And it's about building the right team. And it's what we say on the podcast all the time. I mean, Clayton is doing nothing different than what we always encourage people to do. All he's doing is reaching out to people that are tapped into a specific local market and he's learning everything he can possibly learn from them. And then he's keeping it in the back of his mind. And he knows that, you know, there's no reason that Clayton should know that there's the LRT line going in up in Surrey. He he doesn't visit Surrey. Um, Or that there's no reason that he should know that, you know, there's maybe Airbnb opportunities in Montreal or whatever. These are things that just from talking to local experts, he's He's able to build a team. He's He's able to tap in. And, uh, you know, right now, even if we are coming on, say, a balanced market in Canadian real estate, this is the time to actually really be excited as an investor and to really start looking for opportunities. Because like we talked about in the intro, there are opportunities in any market. There's always a way to find a deal. Well, yeah, and and right now is a is a really great time, especially at certain price points, and especially looking at certain types of properties here in Vancouver. So now is as good a time as ever to point to our website, right? VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Join over seventeen thousand people on our mailing list that are benefiting from. Uh, not only episode updates, but real estate tips, the deal of the month. And then also go check out, we've got Private Client Services, which is the best real estate search tool out there. You get sold prices, you get updates 36 to 72 hours before public MLS. And it's just an awesome software. And we also have the new mobile app that's right beside PCS. There's a button to sign up for. I mean, you get realtor level information to your phone, virtual reality. It's, it's, it's an amazing new resource. So PCS... The mobile app, 
both together, I mean, hey, these are the resources that you want. And one other thing we should say, if you're interested in anything that Clayton's talking about outside of Vancouver, Adam and I have been doing this long enough where we have built up an amazing referral network. For sure. Uh, we know those guys in those markets. So if you're looking for a guy to talk about multifamily in Winnipeg, we got that guy. Absolutely. If you're looking for somebody in Calgary, we got that guy. For sure. Kelowna, Squamish, you name it, we got them. So uh, definitely get in touch. Absolutely. Yeah. So Matt, speaking of that, how can people reach you? 778-847-2854 or Matt at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. Or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or Adam at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. And uh, Mr. Brady D., Media at VancouverRealEstatePodcast.com. New Year, same Braden. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a great week, guys. Take care. Two thousand faces for radio. Subscribe today. Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020.